3: Hey everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Widener Show, powered by Sockweb Studios, and brought to you by our official sponsor, the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Moses "Z of Missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We're here with an amazing uh, lady from upstate New York who began her entrepreneurial career selling apples on her grandfather's tree because a lemonade stand was... Uh, well, she's got a story behind that. Why not a lemonade stand selling apples? I guess we'll find out in our case of apples and oranges. This wonderful lady also grown uh, two multi-million dollar businesses and also successfully um, had also um bailed off a bankruptcy of a few others too. Successful speaker and author, and she's also um serves as a high achieving uh, entrepreneurs uh through through uh, private coaching, hands on workshops, and host of a top rated podcast, and also. Founded the first software company at 23 and uh, developed something very unique for amusement parks. And, of course, you see something you go through, you can thank this wonderful lady for that. Live, ladies and gentlemen, Plus Studios in beautiful upstate New York. The amazing um, entrepreneur, speaker, author, and also the uh, her company, Jennifer John Coaching. The happy, uh, productive podcast and career of the best planner ever. Ladies and gentlemen, the multi-talented Jennifer John. Jennifer, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us today.
4: Hello, Mike. Thank you so much. With that kind of an introduction, I feel multi-talented. That was a lot. That was a
3: mouthful. <laughs> well, I'll tell you one thing. It's like, you know, looking at the King's School of Accomplishments. You do have a reason to be multi-talented. You began your entrepreneurial career selling apples instead of lemonade. And I'm sure you can give us why. We'll let you talk about that. You've grown two multi-million dollar businesses and you've been a successful speaker, author, and a podcast host you also uh, serve um high-achieving entrepreneurs through private coaching, and you also have hands-on workshops and also host of the Top of Podcast, and you also found the first software company at 23. You also uh, developed something special for amusement parks, which is really big today, and before getting all that, Jennifer, tell us how you first got started.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So I was eight years old and I would spend my summers with my grandparents in Arizona and they were chiropractors and they mm. had their office attached to the home and summers were our absolute favorite, favorite time. I just loved being there with, uh, with my grandparents. And so I would watch the patients coming into my grandparent my grandfather's office And in the front yard, there was a big apple tree and I would see the apples fall off the tree and onto the ground. And I would see the patients going in and out of the office. (laughs) And I was just like, "Hmm, you know what? Like I could have an apple stand and the adults, they said, no, you should have a lemonade stand. That's what kids do. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. That feels just like every, all the kids do that. I've got to do something else. And so that's what I did. I created an apple stand. My inventory was free. The steady stream of patients just walking in out of the office. I didn't have to market anything. I was right there, and I got to keep all my profits. So it was literally like the best business ever. And I just, but really, what was so powerful to me, even at eight years old, was one watching my grandparents who had their business and their home attached, and true like work life balance, like really like they would. My grandfather would work in the office. He'd go out into their backyard, where which was a garden, an acre large garden he'd bring in tomatoes and corn on the cob and you know fresh vegetables and fruits he'd go back to work and just you know in and out all day long and it was such a beautiful thing but when i had this idea about creating the apple stand the magic of that was that i learned you could have an idea you could do a little work, you could make some people happy, and it turned into money in my hands. And I still remember the feel of those like shiny quarters in my hands when I would sell those apples. And it was just a very, very beautiful thing. And I remember just loving this concept that you could have an idea and do a little work and you could literally turn it into money in your hand. And so that, that really is where it all began.
3: Mm-hmm. Now, did the apple really keep the doctor away?
4: I would like to say so (laughs) very healthy kid. And I absolutely, um, you know, my grandfather, he had apple trees, cherry, plum, um, almond, he had all kinds of different trees on the property. And so we were just, we were always having very fresh fruits and vegetables right off the tree. And I think it was probably one of the best things that they could have ever done for us.
3: Do you remember what was the, uh, the 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 particular apple that uh, fell off was it a Washington was it a Honeycrisp or was it um a, a delicious apple? Do you remember what um type of apple it was? Like you know some kind of like a breed or anything like that? Do you remember? It
4: was a it was a green Granny Smith. And Granny I'll Smith, never oh those are wonderful! It a,
3: yes.
0: it was
4: a green Granny Smith, so crisp and tart and so super yummy and uh, right off the tree. They just they they are the best tasting things ever
3: mm-hmm that's certainly amazing too you're making me hunger for some of those too and uh you also went on to uh finding your first software company at 23 you also developed the point of sales services at amusement parks and uh tell us about that and what got you the idea of um you know just putting up these um the point of sale registers at amusement parks
4: Yeah. So what happened was when I was really in my, I was 21, I was 21 and I I landed a a job at a company. And for me, it was like my highest paying job ever. And I remember they hired me and later on they found out that I was only 21 years old. I think they thought I was a little bit older than I actually (laughs) was. And they hired me and I would go out and I would install these point of sale systems at amusement parks. It was their software that they had developed. And while I was with them, they had bought two of their competitors. And so they started sending me out to work on these competitive systems. And and honestly, of all three companies, because they had merged into one, um, all their systems were terrible. They just they were terrible. They weren't very user friendly. Um, a lot of the clients were unhappy. And I spent years, you know, trying to keep all these people happy and it just wasn't working. And so I had relocated. And so I just had this idea that, you know what, I could do it better. And I'd, I'd never been like an official business owner, but I just, I'd been in the industry. I'd worked with these clients. I really loved the industry and I loved software and technology. And I just felt like, you know what, I could do it better. And so I started my own company and and that's really where it began at 23. I started my software company. I had nothing. I had no experience. I just had drive and determination and and landed one of our first clients who was actually going to fire the original company I'd worked for because they were so terrible. Um, we're going to fire them. And so when they found out that I wanted to start something on my own, they became my very, very first client. Um, I was with the company for 13 years and they were our client for all 13 years. And we grew it from from nothing, um, to seven figures. So it was just a lot of fun. We worked with water parks, ski resorts, museums, like any place that you go and you buy a ticket for entry. It was our software that was in there that was controlling the front gate. We tied it into turnstiles and actually Our company, our point of sale company was the very first point of sale company to use touchscreen monitors with Mm. our system, which is, it sounds so crazy now because it's such a common thing, but back then it really wasn't common. And those kinds of systems were all in DOS or Linux and none of them were interactive and so we developed one of the very the very first point of sale system that was in a windows based platform it used a touchscreen monitor so at that time it was a long time ago but at that time it was um real innovation for the industry and and people absolutely loved it and now that's pretty much all they use today for these systems
3: i i think of the point of sales uh, you talked about that i remember it was like using the, uh, the laser guns you know go over the, with the um over the barcodes and everything else. And I think you had to like, you know, punch the numbers. That's why I was more thinking along those lines. I mean, I mean, just a huge jump and um and everything else. And then when you worked for that company, which uh yeah complaints so it wasn't working properly and everything. And you also formed your own, what was like the difference, you know, you know, with the company you worked with and the ones you started, like in terms of software, technology and everything. What made it stand out to, or over who you uh previously worked with?
4: Yeah. So one of the advantages that we had is this because we had created our software from scratch, we were able to use newer technology, newer tools, things like touch screens. We didn't have to, uh, we didn't have the problem of trying to take old software that was, you know, 5, 10, 15 years old, old software and try to make it work with newer hardware. So we really had a big advantage that we developed a whole new system from scratch. Plus, Because I had been in the industry and had had so much experience with the three different systems with a lot of different clients, um, it really helped me to have that knowledge because then I could develop a piece of software that really took advantage of everything that I was seeing. Plus, I was very hands-on with the customers. I was the one that had to go out and install these systems, teach them how to use it, do the support. And so I knew what they wanted. I I I, could, I heard them and I listened to them and I knew what they wanted. And so when we developed our new product, we developed with the end user in mind. And even if it took longer to code it, I was like, I don't care, guys. Like, you've got to make this work for the end user. That's what's going to matter in the long run. And so I think that really gave us a very clear advantage because our system was so simple, so easy to use, and people just absolutely loved it and in an industry where you're employing a lot of teenagers um you know they are they are not always tech savvy these days they seem to be but back then not as much or, or, or they
3: think they do this is like their version of a point of sale you yeah. go on here so <laughs> yeah,
4: exactly exactly but i think that, that that knowledge of all the different customers all the different systems and then making sure that we designed with the end user in mind gave us a real advantage and that's what helped the company to really grow
3: Mm-hmm. And, and getting back to point of sales as well, too, do you think installing a point of sale is a lot easier today than, than how you did it uh, back in the day, like, you know, I'll say 10, 20 years ago, somewhere around there?
4: Yeah, I would say absolutely it's easier. The hardware requirements have gotten so much better. You can do so much more in these like single purpose units. Um, I remember, so back in the day when I had to sell these systems, I would get on an airplane with two gigantic plastic cases and I would have wow. to check these things on the airplane. I would have to fly to these locations, haul them, you know, in my rental car, on these carts. Like I carried everything with me. I'd have to get to the location. I'd set up all this equipment, plug it all in. And that's how I did a demo was literally lugging these giant cases of of computer scanners, barcode printers, like all these things with me to do a demo for a client. And now, you know, I, I do remember like before I'd gotten out of it, we started doing more demos over, you know, the internet, which was so wonderful. It saved me from having to get on a lot of airplanes. But yeah, back in the day. You had to carry all that equipment with you to show a
3: customer like what it could do. And 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 do you still want fries with that? You had to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And of course, you know, of course, you also um, you know, you know, grow growing not just one business but two multi-billion dollar businesses, so you also uh-huh. rescue some businesses. We'll talk about that along with uh, some of the things you can do, but first listen to the Mike Widener show at the MikeWidener powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960, that's 1-800-303-3960, or email to support at SonicWebStudios.com. Mention the Mike Widener Show, get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give an official shout-out to our official sponsor the Mike Weidner Show, international war author, Mia molson If you love Fast-Paced Mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia molson available on Amazon and paperback in ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. It takes place in four countries: two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those who love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson's has got great reviews. An Evil of an Adorce by Howard celebrities, including Joanna Cassidy, Forge Riley, MMs. So grab your copy today for Goes Missing by Mia Molson's. Available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Weidner Show at themikeweidnershow.com, one of over 40 podcast platforms heard in 100 countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, Anchor Anchor FM, Apple Music, also Google Play, as well as uh, BitChute, Rumble, YouTube, and more. Make sure you take us with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Weidner Show on the YouTube channel, Rumble and BitChute. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok today. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Weidner Show podcast. T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies—makes great gifts. Twenty-four-seven. Go to Amazon.com, check out the Mike Weiner Show podcast, and for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com/slash and for great books like Missing Once and Wrinkles. Also, T-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, phone cases, and more. Amazon.com/slash Mia Check it out today. I'll support the Mike Wainer Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, and the Mike Make sure you do so today. You're with the multi-talented entrepreneur, speaker, and author Jennifer Dawn here on the Mike Wagner Show. And um, you, you talked about your ventures about um, installing POS systems and also uh, putting them in amusement parks. You also grew two multi-million dollar businesses, and you also saved a $12 million manufactured company for going bankrupt, coaching a digital marketing agency, doubling revenue for an uh, executive coaching firm, and also coach a doctor to increase take-home pay by $300. Percent. Tell us more about it. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. So um, once I sold my software company, I went and I did a stint in corporate for a few years. I found out it just wasn't for me. And so I was a little bit disillusioned and I just didn't really know exactly what I was going to do or where I was going to go. And so I was asked by a national network of entrepreneurs to, um, to lead them. And they were based out of New York City. And so I took the position. And while I was there with them, I tripled their revenues, brought a lot of systems and structure and really helping all these other business owners because I had grown several multi-million dollar businesses. I had all this experience and I didn't even realize how much experience I had had. And when you look at the stats, less than 5% of all business owners ever crossed that seven figure mark. And here I was, I'd done it a couple of times. And so I started mentoring all these entrepreneurs and that I just loved. I just loved helping and mentoring and coaching. And so that was really the catalyst, which stepped me into my private coaching practice, which I have now done for, gosh, I think just over a decade is um, what I've been doing. And so all of those wins that you just mentioned are from my coaching practice, where I worked with a manufacturing company on the brink of bankruptcy and saved them from bankruptcy, I had a client who was about to go bankrupt and we ended up turning his entire thing around and earning him a net 300K profit in less than a year. Um, my doctor friend, um, yeah, she was not paying herself. She was afraid mm-hmm. of her financials, and so we got in there and increased her take home by three hundred percent. But even more importantly, like we really helped her gain confidence around her numbers. And so this is what I do now, uh, full time in my business coaching practice: is help business owners. Mostly, we help business owners cross that seven figure mark because. I think that like, you know, less than 5%, I think that's crap. I like, I want to turn that around. Like, I want to see more business owners be really successful for the long term. And I just really believe that business owners, small business owners, especially, they're just like the backbone of the country. And, you know, when you help a small business owner, they turn it around and they pay it forward. And it truly is my little way of how I feel like I can help change the world in a positive way by helping these business owners be successful. So that is what we do full-time me. And and it used to be just me for the first several years, but now I have a coaching team. So there's five of us. And then about two years ago, we started a marketing agency because we saw so many of our clients um, struggling in their marketing. So we started a marketing agency to support them. And really we're just all about developing whatever tools resources that these business owners need to get to that next level of success.
3: Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm sure he gave some apples to that doctor increasing that revenue as well, too. So I hope you did that. So
4: (laughs) it's so funny. She actually she's a pediatrician and she works with a lot of kids and she does um, a lot of plant based foods. So she's definitely on board for all the apples. (laughs)
3: Mm goals and and certainly did too and of course you know the the most important thing when it comes to coaching is you do a lot of things like goal setting motivation time management and uh, you you talked about uh, getting businesses to seven figures and um, of course there's planning and of course you know there's mistakes along the way and uh, you know you know some businesses you know really don't have clear-cut goals or some goals are just you know unrealistic or some are just you know Hard to attain. And um, what are some of the effective ways that you can have these people, first of all, meet their goals and um, help some realistic ones?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So, for all of the clients that come into our practice, the very first thing that we do is a roadmap session where we sit and we just evaluate and say, okay, well, where are you in these different areas? Because in some areas, you might be doing really well, and in other areas, not so good. Um, or if it's a new business owner, they might just need everything. And so, we sit there and we we evaluate where they are and then we create a roadmap for them. And this is, we call it our seven figure roadmap and we create this roadmap. And so we put them then on tracks within the roadmap. And so based on wherever they are, I will give them the direction on, okay, so here's the track that we're gonna work on first. So it might be their marketing, it might be their vision and their goals. It might be their systems and processes just depending on where they're at. And so we essentially then we'll just, you know, assign the track that we want to start them on. And then we work on that track until we've closed all the loops and everything that they need is rocking in that area. And then we'll go to the next track. So that way we've helped them to build a really strong foundation from the ground up. And we've covered everything in their business, like no no stone is left unturned. We make sure that we use a lot of checklists because of course I come from software. I love technology. Mm -hmm. Um, I love everything that we can automate and keep track of stuff. So we we really try to be very thorough, very detail-oriented. And, you know, with business owners, they're often very busy because they have so many things going on. So we really work hard to keep the system very simple, very straightforward, no BS, just like, let's get in there. Let's do the work you need to do. We're going to send you in the right direction. And we're going to make sure that things get get completed and that you get the results that you're after. So that's really that's kind of a little overview of how we run the business coaching practice and how we help these business owners you know, get to, it might be their first six figures or their first seven figures in revenue.
3: And of course you hear a lot of business owners complain about y'all. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. You wish you had more time. Time management is the most important thing. And how do you help clients uh, manage with time?
4: Yeah. So that's one of the things we use my best planner ever, which is my daily planner, which is a paper planner, but there's also a system behind it that I teach entrepreneurs. So that way, we start to learn that we're going to not work from a massive to-do list anymore. We're going to start to work from a prioritized to-do list because at the end of the day, it's really just about the getting the right things done, not getting everything done. And so through our coaching, we we help to teach these business owners this this system for managing their time. And it's usually one of the very first fun found foundational things that we teach because, If they don't have good time management in place, then expecting them to run their business, make all these changes, like it's just not going to get done. So that's definitely one of the first things we do is teach them the system for time management so that they are getting the right things done every day and not hopefully running around like, you know, crazy chickens with their head cut off, like Mm -hmm. really starting to work, you know, from... Patience, from strategy, from planning, from focus, from clarity, working from those spaces,
3: mm-hmm. and and of course, you know the effectiveness of playing, and of course, you know you got so many surprising ways that the client is causing you to uh, fail, miss goals, or even you know make do what you got.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. And this way we help to avoid mistakes. We help to um, have a higher quality of work when we're working, but mostly, you know, not to always be working from this, just overwhelmed, burned out, stretched too thin to instead step into our brilliance and work from clarity, work from focus. And it's just, it's not, it's more fun, but you're also way more effective.
3: Mm-hmm. and certainly more effective indeed too as well and once you get these marks when it comes to you running a business now you want to bring in some people to really expand just like with um, you ran your practice uh, for for about a decade then you brought some people on how do you manage to acquire the talent and what do you look for how do you recruit and um, how, how do you get, how do you get the right talent in place?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So in my earlier software companies, I had a lot of employees. Um, With my current practice, I don't have employees. I use all contractors. So we have a, a pretty large team of contractors. And I like to find people through Upwork. I will find people through referrals. I will find people through one of my secret weapons is a a organization called Hire My Mom, which (laughs) is a place that you can advertise for moms who want to work from home, but they're highly qualified. And so I absolutely love Hire My Mom. And that's really where I find my people. Mostly, yes, I'm looking for skill set, but I'm really also looking for the right attitude. I want people with the right attitude, the right work ethic. They're going to care about our clients. And that's really what we have a team of is just very genuine, caring, but skillful people who care about the clients, but they also, you know, they know what they're doing.
3: Mm-hmm. And that's important as well, too, looking for that. And what are some of the more common mistakes um, you know, people make in a business as well, too, over and over and over again?
4: Yeah, well, I can tell you one of the mistakes I made last year because we were going through so much growth is that I was hiring people way too fast. I needed to really slow down that process um, because I was just hiring people left and right. We had just so many things going on. And that one really bit me in the fanny. And so we, we of course, went through several people last year, but we had to let them go because they just were not working out. And so that's probably one of the most common mistakes I've seen made and I made last year myself was just hiring the wrong people too fast. And so I really had to slow that down. Um, we now have a core team. And actually what we did this year is we, we repivoted to be more efficient with the team that we have. Mm -hmm. So instead of just hiring, hiring, um, really look at the team that you have and what can you do to be more efficient with them? What can you automate? What can you get off your plate? What can you prioritize? And that has just made all the difference
3: this year for us. Mm -hmm. And how important is uh, education?
4: Education is very important. In fact, we are always improving our skill set. And it doesn't mean that you have to go you know, sit in a college classroom. Um, these days, there's so many resources and tools available, online courses, podcasts, books. And so even with me and my team, we are always, always focused on continuing to educate ourselves, to build our skills. We're always reading different books. I mean, we're all coaches too. So of mm-hmm. course, as a coach, you want to always be improving that skill set and learning new things as just, you know, it's just part of the job, Frankly, Like, frankly, in my world, it's not like a oh, I might do this. It's it's really part of the job to stay on your game.
3: And of course, speaking of the podcast as well, to we'll talk about the Happy Productive Podcast, you can uh, learn from that. We'll talk about that with uh, Jennifer Dawn. you listen to The Mike Wagner Show at the mikewidenershow.com, powered by Sonic Web Studios and brought to you by our official sponsor, The Mike Wagner Show, international warring author, Mia Molson, Zia Missing. We'll be back with the successful entrepreneur, speaker and author, Jennifer Dawn.
0: 3960 or visit us online at com to get started today. Mention the Mike Wagner show and get 20% off your project. Sonic Web Studios. Take your image to the next level.
1: Hey everybody, my name is Forbes Riley and I'm an American actress and a TV host and I was delighted when I got my copy of Missing, which is extraordinary relation of ordinary people based on a real life relationship. It's just it's well written. It's amazing.
3: We're back with the multi-talented Jennifer Dawn of the Happy Productive Podcast, Jennifer Dawn Coaching and Creative Best Planner Ever here on the Mike Wagner Show. I mean, you've been talking about the podcast for quite some time, the Happy Productive Podcast and, you know, going into it. And uh, tell us more about the podcast and what uh, what got you started on Influenced.
4: Yeah, It was so funny because I had so many people say, Jennifer, you need to do a podcast. Jennifer, you need to do a podcast. And I was just like, oh boy, I have so much (laughs) on my plate. I just don't really know if I really want to take this on Um, because I knew it was going to definitely be a lot of work. But then then the day happened where I just decided, okay, I'm just going to do it. And that's what I did. And so really the podcast, Happy Productive, the name came from happiness because I'm all about joy and happiness and work-life balance and really loving and living your life to your fullest. And so that's where the happy part came. And then productive, because I do love productivity, time management, goal setting. I feel like time is our hands down, our, our biggest asset. And if we can be really super smart about managing that, we can just do great things in the world. So that's really what the podcast is all about. And I bring in different guests. I do solo podcasts, and it's just all tools and resources to help business owners, not just take their business to the next level, but to be happy right now today and to be more productive. That's really our, our topics. And we love helping business owners do that.
3: Mm -hmm. And and also a lot too, is like with fitness, work-life balance, improvement Mm -hmm. and everything. And maybe just a few tips you could share, especially from the podcast.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So we go into all the different topics on the podcast. One of our most recent guests, he was he's an author, he's actually one of our clients for marketing services. He's an author and he wrote a book about addiction and recovering from addiction, which is a topic that a lot of people don't talk about, but as a business coach, like I see the back end. I see behind the scenes. Um, I help my clients move through divorce, death, disease, addiction, uh, depression, all of these different things that affect business owners. And we talk about these things on the show because it's important to talk about them. And when they happen to us in our personal life, they will go in and it will affect the business. And so that's really, that's a lot of the things that we talk about. We talk about fitness and health and just really nothing is off limits that would affect a business owner that they might be dealing with or struggling with or be challenged about we're going to be talking about it on the show
0: mm-hmm.
3: and also too though be come to a point you may want to retire and also sell your business as well too and um let's say if you decide to sell a business and I know you don't want to but you know how would you go about uh, if someone decided to sell the business?
4: Yeah, absolutely. So um, if you decide that you want to sell your business, a couple of things, it's almost like, think of it like real estate. When you decide you want to sell your house, right? You Mm -hmm. have somebody come in and you stage it and you clean it up and you fix all the things that are broken, Well, guess what? It's really no different when you want to sell your business. You need to get in there. You need to clean things up. You need to make sure your books are in order and your processes are in order and your systems are in order and that you're actually profitable, like all of those different things. So if you're looking to sell a business, that's really think of it like real estate. You got to get in there. You got to clean things up, put it in order, um, stage it can it run without you can you demonstrate that it's profitable and it's so funny when you go through the effort of actually cleaning up your business and getting it to run like clockwork you might find that you don't want to sell it anymore kind of like your house when you're like wow why don't we just fix this up while we lived here so it's a it's a great great thing to definitely look at your business and if you were going to sell it and even if you decide even if you're not you don't want to sell your business do the work anyway as if you were going to sell it and you'll enjoy your business so much more.
3: Mm -hmm. And and that's exactly it too. Some people are doing that. And of course, it's also important to ask the right questions. And also, um, you know, people get asked the one big question that that could change the course of people's lives. And uh, what was that one question that you're asked that changed the course of your life?
4: That one question was during my days in corporate, I was really, really struggling. I was going through um, a divorce from a very abusive person. I was a single mom with three kids. Uh, My corporate career was in a very, very toxic environment. I'm a horse girl. I'd lost two of my horses within 30 days of each other from sickness. It was just a really, really hard time. And at this big corporate company, I didn't have any friends in the area. I didn't have any family because I had relocated um, for the job. I just had me and my kids. And I remember that I walked in the front door of the building and um, the receptionist who was sitting at the front desk she said to me, she says, Jennifer, you used to come in here and you were always so happy and smiling. And now when you come in here, you just seem like you're sad. And she asked me, are you okay? And it was that one question, are you okay? I was so not okay. And I broke down crying at the front desk, which of course is what you know top executives do. No, not. Um, I broke down crying at the front desk and it turns out that she ran a women's group at night. So the front desk receptionist, I had no idea she ran a women's group, she invited me to come and I I did and that really set me on the trajectory for healing and what eventually you know got me out of corporate and eventually launched my coaching career and so The one question was, are you okay? You know, we're all struggling with things that we don't often know. Nobody at this big $54 million company had bothered to ask me if I was okay, if I was struggling, except the receptionist at the front desk. And without question, it turned around the trajectory of my life. And I've never forgotten that. And even in my coaching, when I'm coaching executives at the highest levels of business, um, I always like to give everybody the benefit of the doubt and ask you know are you okay before we before we go any further let's make sure as a human being are you okay
3: I think that's a very big question to be asking at this time as it's very important and uh, where can we um, you know find your coaching services where can we find your podcasts and uh, where can we find all your services at
4: Absolutely. You can visit me on my website. So jenniferdawncoaching.com. Dawn is D-A-W-N. So jenniferdawncoaching.com. You can find my planner at com. And if you'd like to check out the podcast, you can find us at happyproductivepodcast.com. Those are all my websites.
3: We'll certainly check those out. We're here with uh, the amazing, uh, serial entrepreneur, speaker and author, and the host of the, uh, Happy Productive Podcast. Jennifer Dawn here on the Mike Wagner Show. Jennifer, just a few more things. What else can we expect in 2023 and beyond?
4: Yeah, well, we are putting together some fabulous retreats this year. So in May, we're going to Montana for our Unbreakable Retreat, where we combine three days of business coaching with a Spartan race. If you've never done a Spartan, it's obstacle course racing. It's so much fun. And to really challenge yourself as a business owner, there's nothing like it. And then at the end of October, we'll be going to Costa Rica for our Unstoppable Retreat, where we're going to bring together 25 entrepreneurs in the beauty of Costa Rica. We're going to celebrate our wins for the year, focus on our wellness, and then also do our planning for the new year. So those are probably the two most exciting things that we have coming up this year would be our Unbreakable and Unstoppable Retreats.
3: That is certainly we're all looking forward to, Jennifer. And who do you consider biggest influence in your career?
4: Influence in my career, I would have to say is my grandfather. Really, he was the the first entrepreneur that I ever knew was a business owner, and I just he influences all my work. I feel like he was a true healer. I loved uh, the love and healing he put out into the world, and I try to do that just through through my business
3: coaching. And just an apple a day does definitely. Take it away or not. So (laughs) that's right. (laughs) I'm ready to grab some right now after this. And what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point?
4: Get help. Get help. That was one of the things as a business owner, I thought I had to go it alone. I thought I had to have all the answers. Um, I would carry the weight of the world on my shoulders in the earlier days of my businesses. But now there are so many amazing resources out there. Don't suffer alone. Just get help. There's always somebody that can shorten your curve. And that's probably one of my number one secret weapons these days is anything we need to do in the business. I go out and I look for somebody who's already done it, already been there, we can bring in and we can help shorten our curve and just, you know, get us so much further faster. So get help. That's my best advice.
3: And definitely the best advice out there. We encourage everybody to get help no matter what during this time we're here with um, the amazing entrepreneur speaker and author of uh, Jennifer Dawn coaching, happy productive podcast and the best planner ever. Jennifer Dawn here on the Mike Wagner show, Jennifer, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Looking forward to having again soon. Keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Live you back. And once again, what's your website? How do people contact you? Where can people purchase, check out your works, check out your podcasts and more? Yeah, you can
4: find me at jenniferdoncoaching.com. You can buy my planner at bestplannerever.com and you can listen to my podcast at happyproductivepodcast.com. Thank you you'll so much, Mike, for having you'll me. You'll certainly
3: do that. And once again, Jennifer, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely amazing. Learned a lot from you. Looking forward to having you again soon. Keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love after back. Wish you all the best. And Jennifer, you definitely have a great future. Have you?
2: Thanks for listening to the Mike Wagner Show, brought to you by international award-winning author Mia Mohsen-Zia of Missing, and powered by Sonic Web Studios. Be sure to join us again on over 40 podcast platforms, and of course on the mikewagnershow.com, hamiltonradio.net, and Diamonds FM. Don't forget to support our program with a generous donation at the Show.com. Thanks for listening.